Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Now for our story. This afternoon, Bill Mead was on his way to the Discary farm. As he drove along, Bill was looking forward to the visit with a certain amount of dread. Not that he didn't believe he should talk to Mario about the situation which had been troubling the Discarys, a situation that had also troubled Bill and Peggy for some time, but to explain to a friend who is jealous of you that there is no basis for his suspicions is bound to be an awkward task. It had been Randy's idea to begin with, and Aunt Mary had agreed that Bill should go to Mario, talk to him frankly, make him see once and for all that his jealousy was unfounded. The young Italian's groundless doubts concerning his wife had affected the Lane household almost as much as his own. But although Aunt Mary had talked to him, as well as Lefty and, of course, Carla, all of them had failed to change him. Now it was up to Bill. Anybody home? Why, Bill, come in, come in. Well, I'd like to, if you're not busy or something, Carla. Oh, no, never too busy to see you or Peggy. Come into the living room, Bill. Okay. Hey, where's that good-looking husband of yours, Carla? I don't tell me he's out. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. You just missed him. Oh, doggone it. He just left for town a little while ago. Oh, that's bad luck. I especially wanted to talk to him. Well, that's a shame, Bill. But I don't expect him to be gone very long. He had to pick up a registered letter at the post office. Why, that's right. He was going to the bank to see you. Isn't this the day we always make our payment? You're right, it is. Gosh, what a dope I turned out to be. If I'd stayed in town, I could have seen him. Oh, well. Why don't you talk to me until he gets back? Or are you in an awful hurry? No, no, not especially. Well, that's good. Sit down, Bill. Okay. May I get you something to drink? Coffee or a glass of wine? No, no, thank you, Carl. <laughs> Just you sit still. Oh, by the way, I, I didn't mean to be rude, being so disappointed at missing Mario, but... Well, it's not that I don't like talking to you, but... Well, I had something particular on my mind today. Oh, that's all right, Bill. You didn't hurt my feelings. Mario's much more interesting than I am anyway. Oh, you're prejudiced. Well, but you see, Carla, I plan to have a talk with Mario today. About us. About the four of us. Oh. Don't you think it might be a good idea? I honestly don't know, Bill. I hope so. But, well, I've tried so hard to tell him how foolish his jealousy is. But nothing seems to do any good. He's like a crazy man on that subject. I thought maybe, though, if I talked to him, it might work. After all, I'm the guy he's mad at. But he's mad at me, too. Bill, I've gotten to the point now of being just about ready to give up. It's so hopeless. I don't know what else to say to him. Well, that's because you're so close to it. It's harder for you, loving Mario so much. When someone you love doesn't trust you, doesn't believe in you pretty hard to take. It is, Bill. 
Oh, but don't be discouraged, Carla. We'll get it through his thick skull yet. You wait and see. Oh, Bill, I only hope so. Oh, he's just got to stop being selfish. That's what it amounts to. But Mario isn't selfish, Bill. Oh, now, look, I'm not running him down, Carla. You know, I like the guy. I, I just meant that he has to think about what he's doing to you. How he's hurting you. Oh, let's not talk about it anymore. Seems to me that's all I've been thinking about for weeks. Going over and over the same thing. Let's talk about something cheerful, Bill. Something cheerful? Well, let's see. Tell me, how are you getting along at David Bowman's? You've moved in, haven't you? Oh, yeah, several days ago. Mm. Is it nice? Oh, gosh, speaking of cheerful things, it's wonderful. Mm, I should think it would be. Mr. Bowman's house is lovely. Yeah. My room looks right out on the river, too. Oh, that must be beautiful. Mm, it's heaven after being cooped up in that stuffy little place I had at the auto court. <laughs> you never saw that place, did you? Well, just from the outside. It didn't look very cheerful. <laughs> Believe me, it wasn't. Ah, uh, but I'm living like a king now. And Sarah, uh, she's Mr. Bowman's housekeeper. <laughs> she clucks over me like a mother hen. <laughs> so he's going to have her hands full by the time you two get married. You'll be so spoiled. <laughs> That's right. I won't be fit to live with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bill, I've been thinking. If you could get married soon, it might... I mean, Mario just couldn't go on imagining all these things then. Surely it would convince him. I don't know, Carla. Bill, why don't you? I'm sure Peggy wants to. Yeah, I know she does. And it isn't as if I didn't want to just as much, if not more, but... Well, I'm afraid it isn't the right time, Carla. Well, it's none of my business. I oughtn't to have said anything. Oh, now, don't feel that way. Gosh, we're good enough friends to talk frankly. You see, Carla, so many things went wrong since Peggy and I first... Well knew that we belonged together. There was that first marriage of mine. We won't talk about it now, but it was an awful mistake. And then there was the divorce. There were certain things I couldn't explain to Peggy. My hands were tied, you know. And she tried to be patient, but it was inevitable that we'd have a misunderstanding. Mm. Poor Peggy. I remember. She looked awfully miserable. Yeah, I hate to think about it now. I felt like such a heel... But I was... Well, it seemed that anything I did was bound to be wrong. Anyway, Peggy did have smallly rough sledding. Naturally. But that's all over now, Bill. It looks to me as if you're wasting time. Since it did come out all right. Yes, but don't you see, now I want to wait until everything's set. Until I can afford to start out right. I want to build Peggy a home, the kind she wants. I want to have some money put by. All that sort of thing. Well, Bill, you're probably right. Only don't wait too long. We won't. But in the meantime, the most important item on the books is to get you and Mario straightened out. Oh, I wish he'd come home. But before he does, Bill, there's one thing I want to remind you. Please don't mind if he gets mad at first. Mario doesn't mean to be, well, unpleasant. It's just that he gets excited. Oh, and... sure, I know. Don't you worry, Carla. Sometimes I feel so ashamed. When I think how patient everyone's been with him. And for him to act that way. With no reason. No reason at all. But what Carla didn't realize was that in Mario's mind, he did have reasons for his doubts. Reasons which had been purposely planted there by Ben Calvert. And today, luck had played into Ben's hands. He'd made a telephone call. Pretending to be the postmaster, George Blake, he had summoned Mario away from the farmhouse for Ben had learned of Bill's intended visit to the Discary home. 
But he had not counted on Mario's going in search of Bill at the auto court where he formerly lived. Hadn't counted on the managers happening to tell Mario something which seemed to prove beyond any doubt that his wife was unfaithful. Now as he drives home, Mario keeps hearing the postmaster's voice and that of Mrs. Trumbull at the auto court. Voices that kept repeating over and over the incriminating phrases. The guilt of Carla and Bill. Letter? What letter? But I didn't phone you, Mario. I guess I know when I phone people and when I don't. It couldn't have been my voice. No, I didn't phone you. It's like I told your wife one time when she was here looking for Mr. Mead, just a few days ago. Somebody must be playing a joke on you. I didn't phone you. I didn't phone you. Like I told your wife, Mario, when your wife was here looking for Bill Mead. Your wife was here looking for Bill Mead. Mario drove faster and faster. He was going home. He was going to find out the truth from Carla. Now he was thinking she'd have to tell him. Tell him everything. Sure. They told me to listen. Listen to reason. They said, be logical. Well, I'll be logical. I've listened. Now I know. I know what to believe. This time she can't talk me out of it. Carla and Bill. They thought they'd cover their tracks. They never thought I'd go out to Bill's place looking for him. Well, now I found out. Making a phony telephone call. Getting me out of the house so they could be together. They're through now. Once too often. They'll never talk themselves out of this. When I get there. When I get home. She won't lie out of this. She'll never lie about anything again. <laughs> 